You are now listening to Ridge Talks, the podcast created by students for students. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Our Halloween episode. It is spooky season. I have a skeleton phone case on and I am ready for Halloween. I put my little skeleton guy who sits in the home position. He's sitting on my bookshelf, so it is officially spooky season. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> we should probably say our names so everyone oh, yeah. knows who's talking. Oh, yeah. It's Caitlin Pittman, Holly Sace, Lily Vanderbeen, and lastly but not least, Gavin Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are you guys planning to do for Halloween? I am hoping to go to a Halloween party with the marching band. Someone's throwing one and I'm very excited about that. I like actually Halloween or like the Halloween season. Either or. I already went to an apple orchard but I kind of want to go to a better one because it was kind of dinky. So (laughs) um, I would also like to go to Pumpkin Patch. I still have not drank an apple cider so get some (gasps) apple cider. Oh my god. I can give you some. Do you have some? Yes, please (laughs) Gavin. We got this massive jug like a few uh, oh weeks gosh. ago. I love apple cider. My so mom much. got this apple cider that is caramel apple cider, and it literally tastes like pumpkin pie. Whoa. It is so delicious. Why does caramel apple cider, apple cider taste like pumpkin I'm pie? I'm not sure. I don't know if it's like the cinnamon. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It just it tastes like the seasonings that would go into pumpkin pie. And it is so oh. delicious. Oh, cool. I had a lot of spooky season things planned. Then I got grounded until <laughs> the day before Halloween. So those are canceled for, I will not specify the reason. <laughs> uh, the only thing I've planned is me and my girlfriend are going to be vampires. So nice. you decided against yes. Daphne and Velma? Yeah, I don't know. Grace was just like, let's be vampires. And I was like, I, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I wish I could wear vampire teeth all the time because I feel really cool. What about you, Gavin? Um, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do yet. Uh, I messaged a few friends to see if they're doing anything for Halloween. So I'm probably going to do something with them. I'm gonna dress up as Shota Aizawa from, like, the anime My Hero Academia. I oh, just started watching that. I'm only, like, four episodes in, though. I love that show to death. Like, I say that, but, like, I haven't even, like, started the new season five, so I'm just, like, too lazy. <laughs> okay, so the plan for this Halloween episode is we're each gonna have a spooky little story from a haunted place kind of around us, at least in Georgia. And so I'm gonna go first, and the spooky place I chose is called Central State Hospital, and I actually heard about it from my sister, who goes to GCSU in Milledgeville. Central State Hospital was a an asylum for, like, you know, mentally troubled people, and it opened in 1842 in Milledgeville. And the first patient named Tillman B. died of maniacal exhaustion before the next summer. So the conditions from the beginning were not great. And um, by 1940s, Milledgeville was kind of known as like the city of crazy people. Like parents, when their kids were acting up, were going to be like, would be like, oh, I'm going to send you to Milledgeville. Now there's a college in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> the conditions were just really awful there. And by the 1950s, the staff to patient ratio was 1 to 100. Oh. So there's only one person working for every 100 patients. That is not good. Yeah. And at the peak, there were 12,000 patients at one time. One fourth of the workers there struggled with drug or alcohol addiction. So it was, never was good. And they had really bad treatment methods because, you know, back in the 1950s and just back in the olden days, people, mentally ill people were not treated well. And this is a good example of that. (laughs) So there were treatment methods like lobotomies, insulin shock, and early electroshock therapy. Oh, yeah. And children were confined to metal cages and adults were forced to take steam baths and cold showers. I'm guessing steam by steam bath. bath, they did not mean like a sauna. I'm guessing it was like burning hot. Give a little bit of Epsom salt in there. So, Hope they're okay. Yeah. And then people were confined to straight jackets and treated with nauseance. So I'm guessing it's oh. nauseance is something which makes you like throw up. It didn't specify what they would use that for. I don't know what you would. They'd just be like, oh, you're crazy. Throw up. Get and, it out of your system. And one of the saddest parts is over 3,000 people were forcibly sterilized. Mostly women. because And people were sent there. Back in the 1950s, women were 
deemed crazy for anything, you know, like just not wanting to confine themselves to what society told them. And it was like, you're crazy. Loony bin. Mm. So very sad. But anyways, in the 1960s was when patients began to be cleared out. And that was because in 1959, the Atlanta Constitution investigated the hospital and they found that there were only 48 workers there and not a single one was a psychologist. Oh. And some of the workers were actually former patients. That's oh. right. The former mental patients were running the asylum. <laughs> uh-huh. So after that, when, you know, that got released, people were kind of outraged. You are know, like, you're treating these patients horribly. So they're like, because we don't have enough funding. So they got a little bit more funding. Conditions did not improve. And um, there was so many people dying in the tuberculosis illness and just, like, suicides. It was really bad. In the 1960s, it began to be cleared out. The patients were relocated, and uh, some of the buildings were turned into a jail for a short amount of time. It's actually still in operation, but there's only one building in operation, and there's only about 200 patients, and they're obviously treated better now. <laughs> the main building, the Jones Building, is abandoned now, and that's where most people will go to, like, see the creepy asylum, and it is so scary looking. I actually brought some pictures and we'll post them on our Instagram when this episode comes out so you guys can see what I'm referencing. But maybe it's because I was researching it at three in the morning in complete darkness. Just looking at it gave me the biggest pit in my stomach and just like (laughs) feeling of dread. Like, look at that. I have multiple pictures. And this building is still around? Yeah, you can, uh, a lot of Milledgeville students, or like GCSU students around, um, oh, that, yeah, this is a picture of, what's that called? The morgue where they put the cadavers after they died. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of GCSU students will go around Halloween Town and trespass on there. It is illegal. We're not endorsing trespassing (laughs) on this podcast. At this, it's kind of crazy. There are over 25,000 bodies buried there of people who died, and only 2,000 of them are in marked graves, and those marked graves are just these cast iron like little what do you call it? Like, like posts? Posts with a number on them. The patient number, so it's not even named. Very sad. So that's crazy. There's 25,000 bodies buried there, and then another 2,000 at another cemetery that's, like, slightly off of the property. Don't they do that same burial method with, like, war? Like, people who come back or whatever. Like, there's, like, cemeteries that are just, like, a bunch of white posts. Yeah, it's very similar yeah, to that, yeah. except they're cast accurate. I don't know if I showed you that Yeah, picture. and I think those ones that oh, yeah. are war Over- are supposed to mark the people who didn't come back, and right. it's, like, actually the correct number. Mm-hmm. Of, of people who passed away. Yeah. But this is just like, eh, some of you get a marked grave. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, on to some of the, you know, haunting things. There actually was not a ton of information about any, like, specific stories of hauntings or any, like, specific people who are said to have haunted there. But people who go on the property are said to see apparitions, disembodied voices, and screams coming from abandoned buildings, and they also feel like a chill go through their whole body, which is very common with spirits, you know? And then there's phantom touches breathing on the back of the necks, and there's even been rumors of demonic rituals being taken place there. But that also feels like it very much is just creating a story. You know, that there's no specific... It's just saying, like, oh, there's demonic rituals. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And one specific story is two women who visit the grounds claim someone or something was throwing stuff like rocks at them from inside the upper floors while they were like outside the building and a member of another group felt uh, a sudden chill which is which i guess you could also say it was nerves Mm -hmm. but a rock throwing is a bit more concrete (laughs) you know and then yeah another member of that group reported the smell of rotting flesh which uh according to them and that is a sign of a demon being present like a demonic presence And when I read that, it kind of made me think about, like, you know, cr- like, when you're possessed with a demon, it, like, kind of drives you crazy. So if you think about it, it could have, if you believe in that, you know, kind of thing, it could have been someone that had a demonic possession and was sent, 
you know, to oh, this adult yeah. state hospital for treatment because they're acting crazy, and then the demon just remained there, mm, kind of death or uh-huh, kind of spooky, especially because it is just such. You know, people say demons are kind of drawn to that kind of energy, and there's just so much bad mojo there. You know, mm-hmm. people being tortured and locked in cages, lobotomies, and then, and, yeah, then yeah. die, just, like, people in pain. So, yeah, and there's many videos you can watch on YouTube of people, like, touring it if you want to see what the inside looks like, and there's some videos where they claim to catch apparitions on camera. So, that is Central State Hospital. Very cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I mean, not cool, but... <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> Interesting. Haunted. Haunted. So... I wanted to t- uh, talk about Hell's Church, or uh, what it's officially called is New Hampshire Baptist Church. Uh, it's in uh, Cherokee County, and it's it, it gained the name Hell's Church because of how haunted people said it was, which a lot of people were saying that that was very uncommon for a church. And this, it was evident that this church has been around since like the 18th century, so it's been around for a long time. And they say that it started from a boy getting mutilated by a cult. Ooh, oh, jeez. Yeah. What a start. <laughs> yeah. Then, like, that was in the 1980s, so that wasn't too long ago. Oh, my gosh. Wait, how, like, did it say, like, how mutilated? Just, it, like, used for the ritual? Just, like... They, they didn't say. It just said, like, reporters, like, came to the abandoned church, and then, like, there was a mutilated boy. Yikes. So they Jesus. said it was a cult, but, um, we don't really know what it was. But there's, like, plenty of, like people talking about it online, like, going there. And, like, I don't know if this is just people, like, who take it really seriously, but you have some people that, like, will say, if you plan on going to Hell's Church, you need to bring a crucifix, you need to bring salt and everything. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, you had to put salt behind you to make sure it wasn't following you or anything. Spirits. (laughs) Yeah. I, I want to go there, (laughs) like, because I know my sister and uh, my stepsister went there, um, and they said they felt like a presence was watching them, but they didn't really report anything else. Oh. And I think they went at nighttime, too. Oh. Uh. And, okay, so the picture of the church is awful. It's not a massive church, but it's, like, a white church, like, kind of small. It has long hallways, and, like, it's in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of woods, and there's, like, a path that you need to drive on that's hard to get out of. It's even worse if you just want to leave. Sounds like a fun wedding spot if it wasn't, like, haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I like the picture because if I could actually honestly see the picture, like, that's the picture of it. Oh, okay. Very Mm -hmm. empty parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, very a very empty parking lot. Yeah, it's kind of like a... It's very, like, plain looking. Yeah, Yeah. that's what's kind of eerie about it. Yeah, and, like, to me, it doesn't really look eerie. I thought it would be, like, in a much more common spot, but no, it's in the middle of nowhere. It kind of makes me think of those videos that were on TikTok where people were like, this is what hell could actually look like, and it was just, like, those rooms that were oh, just, like, very empty and What is yeah. it called? Like, lucid places or it's whatever. something like that. Anyway. But I think they made, like, a theory on it called the back rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, they had, like, video game elements to it where you, like, mm-hmm. quote-unquote glitch out yeah. and then yeah. the back it's one of those Anyway, places, it looks like that. It's one of those places that just looks off yeah. looking at it. Again, yeah. we post on Instagram if you want to see the pictures. Yeah. I feel like what it reminds me of is, like, there will be neighborhoods that, like, uh, my dad will drive us through because he's looking for a house for my stepsister. The neighborhood, it was a good-looking neighborhood, but the fact that it was so good-looking, just, I did not like it at mm-hmm. all. It's like that one on that, uh, when we were in Panama City, you were looking at it, and you were uh, like, yeah. it feels very dystopian, mm-hmm. and just, yeah. like, because it's all the same and stuff. Like, 
the, all the houses were different. It was oh, vibrant. Okay. No, it it was too perfect to oh, okay. <laughs> for like a normal Just neighborhood. Uncomfortable in general. <laughs> but. but um, back to Hell's Church. Uh, people that went there said that they could hear uh, before they even get inside. They can hear faint piano playing from inside. Ooh. I don't really know how I'd feel about that. I already get like kind of spooked easily with like sounds. I was trying to go to bed a few nights ago and like there's scratching on my window. I hate it even more because I have blinds, but there's like one blind that's broken. So oh my there's, gosh. Like, there's like one little view of like the outside there. <laughs> and like I was like, okay, what even is this? I thought it was a squirrel and I flashed my light, but every time I flashed my light at it, it just stopped. And I laid back down, it would start again. Ooh, um, I hate that. Creepy. I know. My my cat was going crazy, <laughs> staring at it, almost knocked over my water. Are there any like specific spirits that are said to like be like probably the mutilated boy? <laughs> Possibly he could have something to be angry about and haunt. Yeah. Maybe. He's he wasn't too content on um being killed like that. Being mutilated. I wouldn't yeah. be either. <laughs> But, like, uh, they say it could be the boy or the thousands of other people that were buried there in the 18th century. That's oh. so true. Yeah. And it doesn't say what kind of spirits they could be, just, like, upset spirits that, you know, weren't put to rest. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. And so that one's in Cherokee County. So any yeah. daredevils want to do something for spooky season, you can go visit the Mutilated Body Church. <laughs> Fun. The official name. Yeah, change the official name to it. When I was uh, looking more into the history of the Hell's Church, I found a subreddit that was just r slash creepy, and there was someone who spoke about it, how they went there. I love in the comments, the first comment I see is like, you literally just stole this online. You didn't go there. And I guess the rebuttal was so funny, because like the guy who posted it just said, yeah, I know. <laughs> just, yeah, just do <laughs> it. And like, it just, like, diminished the guy's aggressiveness, and he's like, it's okay. Just make sure you cite the website next time. Make <laughs> sure you cite your sources. APA format. <laughs> Please and thank you. Okay, so my haunted location that I researched is the Windsor Hotel. It is in Americus, Georgia, which is about three hours south of where we are. It opened in, 19, in 1892. And it was like the height of luxury in Georgia. Um, this hotel had five stories, I think, or three. So it has, yeah, it has three stories. It had elevators. It has balconies. It's really, it's this gorgeous Victorian style, which is actually really strange for Georgia. Um, but everyone was very excited about it. A bunch of like celebrities and politicians would spend their time there. And it was the first um hotel in Georgia to have individual silverware, which I guess was a big deal. Everyone <laughs> share one for then. <laughs> and it was built to attract snowbirds from the north. So like if in the north in oof, in the winter people from up north would come down and they would hope to stay in this hotel. Um some like honorable people that's kinda interesting that they stayed there was Al Capone and Jimmy Carter. So, yeah, mm, lots of people would stay there because it's, like, this big, fancy hotel. It's such a spectrum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To Jimmy Carter. Wait, Al Capone, is he at the mob? Wait, no, he played, like, a mob boss. He isn't. No, he was an Al actor, Capone, right? Yeah. Or was he no, the mob he boss? No, he was, yeah. Who's the, guy, who's the guy that played, like, in the mafia? Who am I thinking of? Anyways. Okay, know. Al Capone, mob boss. <laughs> stay in there. Um, but... 
This hotel, I guess their elevators were really bad. There was two separate instances where the elevator doors opened and the elevator just wasn't there. And twice, like, men would, like, step into the elevator and they, I guess they didn't realize that the elevator wasn't actually there to take them somewhere. (laughs) And both of them, like, fell a story. But luckily, both of them survived. Um, However, this one time in the 1900s, Emily May, one of the housekeepers at the hotel, was having an argument with her lover, um, and they were on the hotel's third-story hallway, and she had her daughter in her hand. The couple's argument got really heated, and um, the man ended up pushing Emily May into the elevator, holding her daughter's hand, and the two fell three stories to their death. Gosh. Wait, so in her hand, so it was like a... Like a toddler daughter or like a baby she was holding? Like a toddler. So um, I couldn't find her exact age, um, but it says that employees and guests feel the presence of a little girl and they hear like child's footsteps running down like the third the third story hallway. Like toddlers and little kids dying is so much more sad to me than like babies dying for some reason. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They have more I of know a personality. Yeah, yeah. Like when it's like, like oh it was like it was a toddler that fell with her mother. It wasn't like a baby. I was like, that's so much more sad. <laughs> the toddler can like understand what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what's worse is like the like I associate toddlers with them being happy a lot and yeah. like having a very simple understanding. So like yeah, I guess it's just really saddening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toddlers are like little baby humans. Yeah. They're like adults. They're like baby adults. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I will say, though, they are creepy as spirits. I was about to say that. Ghost children are so much scarier than ghost adults. I don't care I, why. I'm like, you want to play with me? Absolutely not. No, I do not. So, uh, this is off topic here. There's a VR game I played that was called um, Dread Eye, and the first spirit that you have to summon was like a baby child that teleports, and I did not. I hated it. Absolutely. I tried to play Five Nights at Freddy's over a VR thing my dad has. I screamed so loud, and then I like gave up after one round. We uh, should. I should bring in my VR headset. And we should play Dread Eye for Halloween. I think I scream and cry, but let's do it. <laughs> All right, sorry, so in addition to the little girl, they also um, see a fleeting reflection of a woman who they assume to be Emily May, the mother, um, in a long black dress in like the mirrors in the third in the third floor. Um, they also say that they there have been sightings of pots and pans flying off tables. Lights and radios will turn mysteriously on and off. The usual. <laughs> the haunted things. Um, and then there's like another story um, about Floyd Lawyery. Um, he w- he worked at the hotel for 40 years as a elevator operator and doorman. And although he does not have a tragic death associated with the hotel, oh, it man. is said... <laughs> Um, that he still, he continues to serve there as he did for most of his life. And so he, he's kind of like a friendly ghost, I guess, who just kind of like greets people and like makes sure that the hotel is still like running smoothly. And they even named the second floor bar after him. So that's it's the sweet. Floyd's bar. I guess that's kind of just like a thing, like similar to how ghosts will like haunt the house they lived in. Like he was so much a part of his life. He just yeah, and was attached there after death too. Lots yeah. of the people who worked at the hotel like lived there because it was they just like spent all their time there so they would live and work there so emily may the mother and her daughter lived there because she was a housekeeper and then floyd also lived there for 40 years with his mother oh cool yes this next one i keep saying cool as the adjective the cool is not the adjective 
This hotel is absolutely gorgeous. It I would say really that. I, I want it or not. I would describe it. <laughs> Victoria's. Ooh, chef's kiss. <laughs> um, so it's, I, I feel like if I was driving past this in Georgia, I would want to stay there. It is really pretty. Like I said, it's Victorian style. It's got this really pretty, like, tow- like tower on one side. All of the windows are arched windows. They're really pretty. And then the inside, the lobby is, it has the balconies to the first story. It's got all of these, like, vintage chandeliers. Um, they've kept up with it really well. And you can actually still stay there. It's about $120 a night. That is not bad. No, it's not um, bad. Which is pretty good. And there's lots of websites that say that it's, like, certifiedly haunted. So I, It's nice ghosts, though. It's just, like, a woman and a toddler and then a nice little doorman. It's, I suppose. I know. So hey. it's a very fancy <laughs> hotel, and it looks pretty cool. How far away is it from here? Uh, three hours. Okay. So. Let's have a sleepover. Oh, my God. Like a nice club trip. field trip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, LOL. Okay. okay. So, this next one is about Mary Minort's grave. It's in St. James Episcopal Cemetery in Marietta. Her real name is actually Marion R. Minort, but everyone calls her Mary, so I'm calling her Mary. And unfortunately, if you go and see this grave, a lot of vandals have chipped away at our statue, so it's not as pretty as it used to be, but you can still go and see it. Um, It's a large marble statue of a woman, and she's cradling two infants in her arms. So the claims that are kind of like the haunted things that surround this statue, the kind of general claims are that if you go at night, you can hear a woman weeping. Um, and if you look at her statue, sometimes you can see tears of blood like dripping down or just like normal tears, but they seem so real that it actually like wets this body, like the statue body. Um, and then the other ones, you can hear a child's voice crying out for their mommy. Like you can hear them say like, mommy. That's so creepy and so sad. Yeah. Um, and then also another thing is that the children switch positions because there's like two twins but you can like see them switch or whatever but specifically for spooky season if you go on halloween at midnight or just in the night and you circle it kind of differs you either circle three times or you circle 13 times i read two different things so i don't totally know but if you circle three or 13 times asking mary mary how did your children die then her ghost will appear and you can talk to mary a couple of different stories of people going. A group of researchers went in 2005 and they lost two full battery cameras when they were trying to record what was happening. So I was kind of like... She did not want to be recorded. Yeah, very interesting. And when they were there, they said that they heard footsteps, but they like kept checking around and there was like nobody in the cemetery with them. She was just having a moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other one that I heard or read about were two people visited in 2018 and then they said that they got there, they looked at the statue, they could differentiate between the two kids and then they turned around and they were like looking at the high school because there's a high school right across the street from the cemetery and then when they turned back around the baby's faces looked identical and they couldn't like tell them apart which is kind of weird it's very strange I guess it could be like a trick of the light but yeah. I, like but they just turned around yeah it's very creepy um, and then they said that they were standing there and they're just kind of like admiring the statue and they got like this wave of freezing cold air and she said that she was wearing jeans and a sweatshirt and it was like a normal thing for that type of day's weather and she said it was so cold that she actually had to leave the statue because it was like freezing for where she was and as soon as she left it was like 
perfect weather. Like, it was, like, fine weather for what she was wearing. So it was just around the statue. It got, like, super, super cold. Yeah, and especially for, like, where we live in Georgia, I feel like a sweatshirt and jeans is, like, generally, like, just fine. Yeah. yeah. Good. And, like, and you see on, like, the supernatural shows, they use, like, temperature gauges to track spirits. Like, yeah. Like, a drop in temperature is a symbol of a spirit being Yeah, there. I was like, Mary's standing there with you all. <laughs> She's like, hey, guys. Yeah. So I have a question, though. Is yeah. Mary a nice ghost? Because if you get Mary to talk to you, will she be nice to you? I don't totally know. I haven't read anything where they've actually been able to talk to her. But she seems kind of, like, neutral. Like, she doesn't seem mad. Or she doesn't seem, like, angry. But she also doesn't, like, oh, she's, she's the nice. nicest hey, ghost guys. in the world. Yeah. yeah. So she kind of just seems indifferent. Because there's a lot of misconceptions about the way that she died. Which I think probably plays into, like, how she acts as a spirit now. But, so the main misconception is that she died with her babies in a house fire. She, like, ran out and then the house caught on fire or she like the house was on fire and she ran out and then she realized that her babies were still in there so she like went back in and then she died like going back in to get them or that she died during childbirth so that's like they like think it's that because she has the babies you know but what actually happened is that she died of a lung ailment probably tuberculosis you can actually find her obituary online and it states that she was a loved woman by her community she was a very godly woman and she had been sick for weeks after giving birth and then she died from the sickness that she had so she died like right after like a couple weeks after giving birth? Yeah. Was it like yeah, week? it was like a couple weeks. I would assume like a month because mm-hmm. it said that she was like sick for a couple weeks before she actually died, so. Yeah. But they assume that that's not like a cause of the childbirth. Yeah. Like that was... Yeah, but it took anything. it took years for them to actually find like the medical records and things like that, so that's why this story came out about it like... started folklore. They're like, oh, yeah. this is a cool creepy statue. Let's start telling, you know, as kids do, yeah. tell tales. Yeah. yeah, but she is, she survived, or she was survived by her husband and her six children, including the two twin baby girls that are depicted in her statue. But Caitlin, Holly, and I actually went and visited this statue. Um, So we're going to talk about the experiences that we had with the statue of Mary Minort. Yes. So uh, when I I was... When I got the idea for, like, a Halloween episode, I knew I wanted to go visit somewhere, so I started researching places, like, near us immediately, and the issue is most of them were, like, you had to schedule a tour, and that's just not the thing we were going for. We were going for, like, just us going and researching ourselves. So when I found the statue, I was like, ooh, this is perfect. And I actually only heard about, like, the fire incident. Like, it was hard to find her real cause of death. Like, when you look up, it just says that she died in a house fire. Which kind of shows, like, how rapidly the story spread and has become, like, what the main thing is. That's why it's such a big misconception misconception about the way that she died. Yeah, so um, we went and we did a pendulum reading, and for anyone who doesn't know what a pendulum is, it's like a string with a crystal on the end, and you hold it and it will swing one way for yes and another way for no, so you can only ask simple questions. You have to, like, establish which way that is. Yes, in the beginning you, you like, establish show me yes, show me no. So when we went, it was actually closed, the cemetery, which I still don't know why because it was supposed to be open from sun up to sundown, but guessing because it was raining. Yeah, because it said it was closed on inclement weather. Which it was like, it's like sprinkling. It's so. extreme weather, and oh, it was yeah. not extreme. It was sprinkling. Like, yeah. We were out there without umbrellas. Yeah. So I wrote down the questions we asked and answers we got, so I was kind of go through that. So first, you know, we went up just to the gate, and that was like, and we tried to see the statue, and we didn't see it at first. And like, did you guys get any like bad feelings there? I really didn't. Not I did really. Not. I also did kind of have to pee a little bit, so I was kind of focusing on that, but <laughs> no, I don't think so. I've also toured with them, William and Holly, a really haunted jail. Like, it was creepy, but I didn't get necessarily any bad feelings, so I don't know, like, I don't have any ghost experiences to base a feeling off of, you know? At that one in Charleston, we toured a jail in Charleston, and that's the one we were talking about. I actually did feel a little bit uneasy at that one. Like, it kind of felt like a hollow chest. Like, that's kind of what it felt like there. I didn't feel that at this place. I just felt overwhelming sadness at the jail, but Mm -hmm. not, like, 
like any like scared feeling. I don't know. Yeah. But any, so we went up to the gate and I asked, is there anyone who wishes to speak with us? And we got a very hesitant yes. Like it stood still for a while. It was probably a good 30 second gap in between getting a yes. So it was kind of like, yeah, I'll speak with you, I guess. <laughs> and then I asked if the person was buried there and it was a much stronger and quicker yes. Like, yep, yeah, I'm here. Uh, and we were never able to figure out who that person was because I asked if they were Mary Minert and they said no. And I asked if we could speak to Mary and again said no. And then I asked if the spirit had anything to say to us and got a very quick no. Like immediately, no, don't want to say anything to you. And then I asked if the presence bothered the spirit and it was a circle and then straight to a yes. We were like, oh, our bad. Do you wish for us to leave? And it was a, not a strong yes, but it wasn't really hesitant either. It was just like, yeah, can you please leave? So we're like, okay, said goodbye, you know, closed out the conversation and left it alone. And did you guys, like, what did you guys think? Were you freaked out by it saying we bothered it? Uh, Not really. I thought, like, I don't know. I felt like the ghost was very polite. Like, it didn't, it was kind of like, hey, I'm here and I would like you if you were not here. But it wasn't like, go away. It was just like, let me be in peace. Yeah, exactly. Like the Adams Family ghost. I've never seen the Adams Family. I need to watch it. I saw it it one time like three years ago. I saw it recently. It's cute. Was the ghost like polite like that, but like, leave me alone? No, like, as soon as the, the Adams family find their house, it just screams, get out. And then, oh. they, and then they look at each other, they grab their hands, and they're like, it's perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, and so then we were going to leave, and then Holly was like, wait, is that her over there? And it was. We saw the statue as we were walking to leave. So we're like, okay, we're a little close to the statue now. Maybe we should try again. So we went and we got, we went through some bushes. There are very yeah, wet bushes. A little bit we of went a... up like this hill <laughs> and we were like against the fence all the way. And it was definitely wet because like we said, it was raining. We got some cool pictures of the statue. We got to get a lot closer. Mm-hmm. So it was worth it. Very steep incline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lily struggled a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> but, and then anyway, we decided to try again, you know, closer to the statue, less interference from other spirits. Because it was really probably like 10, 15 feet away from the gate. Like very yeah, close. Yeah, very yeah. close. And then, so asked, again, does Mary Minert wish to speak with us? And we got a slow yes. So, like, it was, like, still for a while at first, and then a yes. So, I guess, you know, takes a second to make contact or just uh, spirit deciding whether or not she wished to be bothered. Mm-hmm. And then I asked if the pre- presence here bothered her because I thought I should lead with that this time. <laughs> jumping straight into questioning. Uh-huh. And I got a slight no, so kind of like a hesitant, like, no, it's fine, proceed, uh-huh. you know. And then I asked if the misrepresentation of her death bothered her, and it was a strong yes, like, immediately. And then I tried to ask if, like, us talking about her true way of, like, death would bring any peace, but... I got it just circled, so I don't think she was understanding, you know. I guess she doesn't know what a podcast is. (laughs) You know, doesn't really understand what we were asking, so I kind of moved on from that question, and I asked if she found any peace in the afterlife, and it was a no, so that was very sad, and I'm guessing it probably has to do with leaving behind her children, and also the misrepresentation, and probably people, you know, coming to miss, like, vandalizing her statue. I just get the feeling, like, she didn't want to die, you know, because, like, it was, like, if you read the obituary she was very prominent member in like the society that she was in and they all like loved her and she had like six kids and a husband i was like she was living a good life kind of like i mean i wouldn't want to die if i was living that life you know yeah and at this point her answers had kind of started slowing down and like taking longer to answer and just being less you know strong yes or no's so then i asked to continue speaking with us and i got no response i waited and then i asked again and got a slight no so i think you know she was tired of speaking didn't have anything else to say to us 
So when she said no, we respected that and said goodbye and left yes. the graveyard. That was actually when I had the most trouble at the hill going down. <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> yeah, so it was a little disappointing that we weren't able to get like right up to the statue. Yeah. Because like I said we should hop the fence, they disagreed. I would like to go back at night because a lot of the things that it's saying of like what could happen happen at night. Very true. If, so if you guys go at night, I'd like to come. All right. I cool. wasn't able to go yeah. last time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it was a very interesting experience. I was glad that we were able to bring a pendulum or something that we could actually, like, speak with someone so that we weren't just, like, looking at the statue. But the statue was really cool. Like, uh, when Caitlin was talking about it with us, I wasn't sure what to expect. But the statue was quite large and very, like, it was very well done. Yeah. It shows how prominent of a member she was if they were able to afford a statue like that. Yeah, yeah. especially, like, as a woman. Yeah, Yeah. how loved she was, because... Most people would not build a statue like that for a deceased one because it's very expensive. Right, and yeah. it said it was made of pure marble, too. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of, like, family members, especially in that time, like, they would be buried together, and the fact that that's, like, just for her. Very wealthy and very loved. Yeah. And also about the pendulum. So I went out the day before and bought a <laughs> pendulum because I've been thinking about getting one for a while because I'm into, like, spiritual stuff. I do tarot, things like that. And then I had it in the little pocket of my purse, and then it fell out. I'm guessing at work, and, like, I could not find it anywhere, so I had to make a pendulum out of a crystal that I was wearing and a string. What string did I use? Was it, like, a necklace string, I think? Uh, something like that. I had to, like, break a necklace and <laughs> use the string, but we made it work, so it's Maybe okay. Maybe that actually made the responses better since, like, the crystal had, like, something to do with you. Oh, interesting. And, like, maybe had, like your spirit like attached to it already so maybe that made it like open up to more ghosties being it be Be more more willing to like thought of that that's interesting like interact with it it does spirituality does a lot to do with like connections and like you know a fresh pendulum might not have enough spiritual connection to me yet but my coworker uh accused me of bringing a ghost into the (laughs) store because i left the pendulum there and i texted him was like hey do you see it anywhere i lost it and then he didn't see it and then the next day he's like me and carl think you brought a ghost into the store how would we get it out and i was like the pendulum had never been used sir you're fine oh wait did you find it no i never found it oh dang i'm I'm gonna check like underneath all the shelves and stuff yeah but anyways those were our spooky season stories do we have any closing thoughts closing thought anybody wants to say um Uh, i thought of a question that i feel like you should have asked at the very end to the ghost before saying goodbye you should just like prominently ask are we annoying you (laughs) (laughs) are you like done with us Honestly, hopefully not, but I made sure to say goodbye because in the horror movies, they always forget to say goodbye on the Ouija yeah. board and then the demon eats them. So, yeah, we say goodbye, made sure. Oh, and I had um, a protection spell jar necklace on and um, three different types of crystals with me and incense. Yeah, so I was I think ready. you did a very good job, like, being polite. I will never be doing any dealings with an Ouija board. I would do it not in my own house. I would do it in someone else's house or, like, a haunted place. I would not do it in my own house. But you're, like, still there. I yeah. you, you can say goodbye, and then it probably wouldn't... Like, I feel like it normally... Probably is the word that you just but used, if I though. Yeah. I have done a Ouija board before, and I gotta say, it was a very good experience for me. I was doing it with someone who had, like, done their research and, like, was well-educated in, like, all the delicacies of doing one, and I had a really good time, and I think it went really well. There was also, like, a bunch of us there. I don't know if that made it better or worse. It was really cool i would do it again i would not do it alone either <laughs> oh for sure just no i don't think you're like supposed to i don't think yeah, so either. Like, i think that's the rules one right? of the rules mm-hmm. yeah yeah because I, I looked it up and apparently it's not enough like force or whatever i uh, yeah i don't like, know what that means energy makes sense yeah, but it's really cool if if you're willing to do it. I would recommend it, especially if you're doing it with like 
a larger group. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to our haunted stories. Yes, we hope you enjoyed them. Maybe got a little spooked a little bit. <laughs> if you look at the pictures of Central State Hospital, you're going to get spooked. Oh, yeah. They check freak us, me out. Check, check us, the Instagram. Yeah, our Instagram is rrhs.podcast, and you can see photos of what we're talking about. Uh, stay safe, and have a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy spooky season. Don't get possessed. <laughs> Right now, we're outside the St. James Apostle Cemetery. It was locked, probably because it's raining. Um, but we're just going to stand right outside and try it anyways and make it a more general thing instead of focusing in on Mary Miner- Monet. I don't know how to say it. Probably should look that up. Um, but yeah, going with the flow. Problem solving. Okay. I have to overcome. <laughs> so uh, we have a pendulum that we're going to use to try to communicate and hopefully... Get some answers. Talk to some goats. There's also a lot of cars. Um, is there anyone who wishes to speak with us? Slight yes again. Like, it's almost like hesitant. Okay. Is the person who wishes to speak with us buried in this cemetery plot? Again, that one was a stronger yes. Yeah, a lot stronger yes. Is this spirit Mary Minert? Okay, that's a no. Okay, so it's not Mary Minert. 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 <laughs> We're just going to say Mary from now on. <laughs> is it possible for us to speak to Mary? That's another no. Okay. No problem, Mary. Rest in peace. Sorry about your bronchitis. Hope you're feeling better. (laughs) I don't know how to talk to ghosts. Does the spirit speaking with us now have anything to say or anything to show us, like makeup? That's a no. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Does our presence here bother you? Oh. Oh, that was a yes. That was a yes. (laughs) It was a circle, then a straight to a yes. (laughs) Do you wish for us to leave? Oh, that was me moving it. It's a very slight yes. Oh, oh a little bit stronger. Is. That is a yes. All right. Okay, thank you for your time. Um, rest in peace and goodbye. Bye, <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, so we moved locations, so we're closer to Mary's actual statue, and we're going to try one more time to see if we can talk to her. We are currently in a bush. I tried to see if I could get through the bars, but I could not. <laughs> I underestimated my size. Okay. Does Mary Minert wish to speak with us? Slight yes. Oh, wait, I was sure I was touching the string down here. Let me do that again. Resetting for that question. Does Mary Minert wish to speak with us? I'd say that's a yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving us your time. Uh, does our presence here bother you? Very slight no. So we might be annoying her a little bit. I'm just going to interpret that as a slight no so she'll continue talking. Um, does the misrepresentation of your death as a fire bother you? That's a yes. Apologies for people lying about that. Um, does us sharing the information of the true way make you feel better at all? I'm getting no response. I'm guessing she doesn't, like, not really understood. Okay. Can you tell her that we're, like, talking about it in our thing? Uh, yeah. So our plan is to tell stories of haunted places, supposedly, around Georgia. And your statue is supposed to be one of them. And when I was researching, the first thing that came up was the fire death. But when you find... Mary's actual obituary, you find it was from bronchitis, uh, and her two daughters did not pass away with her. Have you found peace in the afterlife? That's a no. Apologies, and I hope that one day you may rest. Um, do you wish to continue speaking with us? Mm, giving no response, I'll ask one more time. Do you wish to continue speaking with us? Slight no. So, um, do you wish for us to leave now? That's a yes. Thank you for your time and talking to us, and I hope you may rest in peace. Goodbye. Yes, say goodbye, too.
Goodbye. And back to a circle. We're good. This week's boff is, when you hear someone gossip or talk bad about someone, speak up and say something positive about that person.